All right. And here we go. Oh, I got a full screen. Haha, -ha, I'm done. There we go. Uh, no viewers, but that's fine. Here we go. Greetings, guys, gals, and non-binary pals. I'm Joe Fulgham. Welcome to Viral Transmissions, episode number 15. Uh, joining me as usual is Dr. Rob Tarswell. It's Torn Atkinson's birthday today, and he's out celebrating with his partner. We wish him the very best. Uh, no guests tonight. We do have a COVID-19 news roundup. Plus, we've got a few good news stories to help ease the depressing COVID news burnout. Uh, as it's usual. things yeah. happening in the world. There are a few. Uh, it's it's still difficult. Uh, Viral Transmissions is supported in part by the BC Humanist Association. You can learn more about them at bchumanist.ca. Uh, we're very appreciative for them helping us out. Uh, all right, Rob, where where shall we start? We've got a few news articles here. Yeah. Uh, so uh, one one that caught my eye is a, is a study coming out uh, shortly in the Journal of Infectious Disease epidemiology which mm -hmm. is um a journal about uh well the the the, the, the spread in populations of infectious disease mm -hmm. and it is published by uh dr david fisman who is um an epidemiologist out of toronto um and he's uh kind of a global importance kind of a modeler mm -hmm. type of a type of a character you know, he's kind of on that level. Mm -hmm. And he was really interested in uh, what difference at a, a kind of at a modeling or a large population level do masks make under different conditions. And so he started from uh, a very easy condition, which is, let's say that presently the R0 of COVID-19, which is the chance you know every the average number of people you infect if you have the disease well so if you have right. it on average will infect one and a half people or you know maybe another way to, to make that more intuitive is two people on average would infect three people mm -hmm. so the disease would continue to grow but that seems to be lower than the kind of r zeros or r naughts that have been reported ranging around two and a half to three okay and so he had to kind of dial in some some values to go along with that well um assuming a mask blocks only 50 percent of transmission of disease and blocks 50 percent of inbound disease uh how many what percentage of the population would have to wear masks to get the r0 to drop below one and once because once the r0 drops below one that means eventually the disease dies out mm -hmm. because you transmit it to less than one person and if 10 people transmit it to eight they transmit it to six to four to two and we've got it on the run we're, we're going to corral it and get rid of it so he found with under those assumptions that the number of people that need to wear masks was only 50 percent to actually get the r0 less than one and okay. so he decided to kind of, okay, well, let's like stress test the model, which is a thing you want to do. And he went with um, R zeros of up to three and said, okay, let's say that, this, that the mask has 0% efficacy of stopping inbound transmission of the disease. And what if it just stops like half of outbound transmission? So really conservative assumptions about masks that are below what we 
think masks actually do in the wild. Okay. And what was really surprising is under all conditions, under all tests, the magic number is 75%. If three quarters of people wear masks, under all tested conditions, R0 goes to less than one. And that's a pretty revolutionary idea because it potentially means if we could just get three people in four to get masks on their faces, we can we can reopen the economy, uh, we can reopen the schools, uh, people can travel, we can start to just kind of have the world back. So mm -hmm. it's a really interesting idea and it's based on a really aggressive disease, more aggressive than we've seen in the wild and really conservative assumptions about masks, much more much more conservative than we've seen in the wild. He did run also a final series of tests because he said the first models were based on kind of random assortment. And he said, but of course, you know, that's not what happens out in the real world. People don't assort randomly. Um, people tend to cluster. And people who wear masks are more likely to be clustered among other people who wear masks, and people who don't wear masks are more likely to, to be clustered among other people who don't wear masks. So in those scenarios, he found that what ends up happening is the disease tends to migrate over toward the non-mask wearing population, which I guess isn't terribly mm. surprising. <laughs> yeah, but yeah. It, it does sort of indicate what happens in a more real world model of how people mix whereas in in in, a, in a sort of a basic model um it's it's just all all of your your individuals who either have the disease or have recovered or are currently susceptible infected or recovered that's the sir model okay uh, yeah yeah so you have susceptibles and infectious randomly bumping into each other mm -hmm. and what ends up happening eventually is you have enough people that are recovered that the s's and the i's don't bump into each other as much and that's when right. you've got herd immunity. herd immunity yeah 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 um <clears throat> but of course the real world doesn't work that way so they you know there's all sorts of different ways of um mm -hmm. tweaking the model so that it's more realistic to actual human behavior like for instance you know we see each other every week online but you know you're you're, you're over in burnaby i'm here in vancouver and you know we don't bump into each other that often even mm -hmm. though in an sir model I've, i'd have exactly the same odds of bumping into you as i would of bumping into my next door neighbor right yeah people who live in my building uh, <clears throat> you know down, down the hallway mm -hmm. so but it's 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 fundamentally not to kind of get too distracted it's an extremely positive development that yeah uh, when we plug really really conservative models for masks in you know if we can just get people to put these things on their faces um you can get cool get, ones. You can get cool ones. Uh, you can get six. You can wear six at once. Um, <laughs> yes, we found that out. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Still, uh, have, still have the uh, oxygen saturation monitor sitting on my desk. So that's kind of the basic story there, which is really interesting. And what I'm hoping is that more le stuff like that comes out and we start to see, in Canada anyway, the public health messaging involving towards shifting from a, well, you can wear masks and it will be helpful to, mm -hmm. you should wear a mask, please wear a mask, um, to kind of move this thing forward. Because mm -hmm. in, in Hong Kong, for instance, um, which has a, I don't know what the population of Hong Kong is, is it nine and a half million, ten million? Go, go searching. Um, 
almost seven and a half million. Seven and a half million. Okay. Close to they, New York. Yeah. Yeah, close to New York. So they had no lockdown um, and hardly any deaths, and but ninety-seven percent of people wear masks on the subway in the morning going to work. Right. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. Uh, so I've, I can I can pop up the image uh, from that tweet the that talks about the paper there with the graph showing the transmission. Do you want, do oh, you want yeah. me to show that? Here we go. Do you want to sure, explain? Yeah. Do you want to explain what this means here? I would be happy to. Uh, so it's, so it's up uh, on the stream now. Ah, okay. So let me unpause the stream. And yeah. Let's make sure that my uh... ah, okay. So that's that's the uh, that's the key graph right there. So the top. Uh, if we if we start in the top left corner, um, I guess you're going to have to be the guy with the mouse because you're streaming the you're streaming that image. I assume. I yeah I am yeah. Okay, so if you can mouse over the top left. Uh, you can't see my mouse, but. <laughs> oh, all right. I can't do well, that. Okay. I I can so, I could zoom it. Uh, hold on, let me. I can sure. I can zoom the image up so we can look at the top left one. Hold on, let me. All right. All right. Let's do this. Let's just, there we go. Make it nice and big. Okay, so we got our top left one. Yeah, all right. So that under the is chat box. based on the assumption, you can see at the top there, it says transmission only, and the R0, you'll notice, is set pretty low. Um, and as that, that curve falls and moves to the right, this is what happens over time to the R0 as people begin to pick up and adopt masks. And so that that lightest brown line at the top, or almost a pink line, is 50%. Then that kind of orangish brown line in the middle is 75%. And then mm -hmm. the bottom, that kind of um, almost rust-colored line, that's if 100% of people wear masks. And this shows what happens. And in all three uh, cases there... It's 90%, Rob. Oh, 90, sorry. It's, there's a uh, legend on the side there. Yeah, yeah, whoops, my bad. Yeah, shows what happens if... And that's assuming, say, transmission only, that's assuming that masks have no inbound effect on coronavirus. So they have no protection effect, they only block transmission. But what oh, happens okay. if they... Right? And then we drop down, If the even if the reproductive number is 3, 50% doesn't get us below 1, but you'll notice 75% and 90 both get us below 1. So that's assume that's from an R naught of three mass only offer outgoing trans uh, protection. And that's, and that's if ninety percent of people wear masks, the 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 orange the 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 darkest orange line, right? Yeah. And yeah. then the far right is if the masks are ninety percent effective. Is that what that is? Because we've got no point two five point five. Uh, right, so the the, yeah, 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 the, yeah. the X is how effective the mask is because we don't know. Right, yeah, right, yeah. So but again e and again, the magic the magic the magic number is that middle line. Yeah, which at seventy five percent under all these conditions, it's 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 underneath. It's underneath one. Yeah, um, if seventy five percent of people wear masks and the masks are ninety percent effective at blocking transmission. That's what that means. Right. Like far right. Far right middle yeah. line. Okay, got it. Yeah. Yeah. That so that that clears up my, some of my confusion as well. Yes. And we are uh yeah, we're pretty sure that masks are ninety percent good at blocking the, the, the outgoing transmission of the right. virus. Right, right. The question is, do they have any effect at all on uh acquisition? 
And what's interesting is even if masks only block 50%, then um, even with an R0 of, of 3, um, <clears throat> if we can get mask wearing up, we can get the uh, transmission down. Mm-hmm. Basically, if 90% of people wear masks, as or, or 75 or more people, 75% of people or more wear masks, and yes. if they're and if they're uh, 90% effective at blocking transmission, which we're almost certain that they are, uh, yes. then we're going to get a, an R below one, and the R below one means that basically that slope goes down. Right. Right. Ten people, ten people infect eight people who infect six people. And it just the, the effect eventually peters out. And and you don't have to shut everything down, I guess is the thing, right? Like as if if everybody says, Yes, let's wear masks and uh, and we get those numbers, the basically what you're saying is masks are like a vaccine. Or a well, or a va- it's pretty darn close. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's a it's a medical intervention with uh, no known side effects, which can be rapidly cleared and eliminated from the body. So it has the behavior right. of an ideal drug. <laughs> yes. It only benefits, <laughs> no side effects, and perfect pharmacokinetics. Your body gets uh, rid of it without any problems at all. Uh, yeah. It doesn't affect your kidneys, doesn't affect your liver. Yeah, and doesn't affect your uh, your uh, oxygen level in your blood either, as, as we, again, have proved. Uh, That's right. That's yeah. right. Yeah. Great risk. At great risk. Uh, and, so this is really good news. This 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 is probably like the best graph you're going to see all week. Yeah. You want to uh, argue, well, why should we wear masks? Well, you should wear masks if you want the economy back, because there seems to be this kind of high correlation between people who want the economy back. Well, I mean, we all want the economy back, but um, <laughs> there's the the open up now crowd. Also, unfortunately, seems to be really resistant to wearing masks. But here's some here's some reasons why maybe people on the fringes of that group could be persuaded into into wearing masks. Yeah, uh, as long as those people are only say twenty five percent of the population, right? Yeah, <laughs> Which, and the other seventy five percent who are are actually Homo sapiens. The sapiens meaning wise people, wise ape, wise like, apes. Be wise apes. Sorry, I'm shouting at people who are watching our show, and they're they're all wise apes. Like, there's just no way that we've got people who aren't into masks watching the show. Tell your friends uh, who aren't. Um, yeah, uh, hold on. I have another. Gr- Let me throw another image up here. Uh, okay. I told you earlier that that uh, that doing images was difficult, but I'm sorry, but we've got to share this one here. I just have oh. to do it manually, so I'm going to keep talking. Uh, is so, this the, uh, the assortment? <laughs> no, this is the guy on the plane. Uh, Ooh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, so yeah, absolutely, this is the most amazing thing. When we talk yeah. about wearing masks, you should wear them correctly, not like this. Um, <laughs> did it come up? There it it did. Yes. There it is. Uh, <sighs> And of course, he's got a MAGA hat on. This is just, yeah, this is just the most fantastic thing. Oh, uh, God, look at the two kids on the right. Just give an eye. They, they, they give me, are you fucking kidding me, eyes at the camera. <laughs> Which could be, are you taking pictures of me as a kid? But also could be, look at that fucking idiot. Uh, wow. I just... It's, 
it's really impressive it's incredible like um this might be the the meta and the and the metaphor became flesh yeah 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 oh <laughs> uh, I, <laughs> I can't i can't not laugh whenever i look at that picture i can't it's it's uh it's just absolutely it's spellbinding it's spellbinding um yeah where do you where do you even start where do you, where do you even start describing uh, how how this just perfectly crystallizes mask resistance as a movement yeah the when human well i was going to say when humanity gets wiped out it's because of people like this but th that's one of the things covid's not going to wipe us out it's going to cause terrible terrible pain and suffering and deaths and damage that from which it's going to take a long time to recover but as we've noted most people tend to get over it we think there's going to be lasting damage but this is not you know nuclear bombs ending the world but it's this kind of thinking this kind of resistance to just straightforward scientific evidence and truth that i think is eventually going to be basically the great filter we we talk uh, when when you're a super nerd and you're like and you talk about aliens and and you love science fiction you wonder why haven't we found intelligent life out there there's a talk about the great filter something that stops intelligent life from progressing past a certain point I, I do we get smart enough that we start then questioning everything including things that will keep us safe like this and I, I the evidence seems to be yes I yeah. yeah. The great filter, yeah. Thank you. Let's let's get rid of that image. Okay, uh, let me fix the names again because I resized us because we were. This is a whole. We're just doing this uh, off the cuff, everybody. We, I don't really run shows that often, especially with lots of changes. Uh, yeah, when you're a super nerd and you've listened to every episode of Caustic Soda, we talked about <laughs> the great filter quite a bit. Uh, Joe's getting good at slinging the software, so all the thanks and praise to Joe. I, well, yeah, it's uh, if anybody's wondering, Streamlabs OBS. If you want to stream stuff yourself, but there's a there's a big learning curve on how how to get all this stuff set up and working right. I'm still learning everything. Uh, okay, so should we move on to the the related story about mask effectiveness? Because I think this is really cool. Uh, so I have a CNN article. Show yeah, I'll put the link in chat here. Uh, which is, uh, we were very worried about this, actually. So there have been Black Lives Matter protests in the United States, actually around the world. Uh, the world has has risen up to protest the, the treatment of black people, specifically in America, but probably worldwide. Uh, and uh, we were worried that, you know, when people were out at protests, the, the social distancing wasn't really possible. Uh, but it really did look like a lot of the people going to protests were wearing these masks and we were hoping yeah. that that would help. And it, and it seems like it has. Um, now, this is conditional. There are a few ways to interpret this information. The article notes it itself, but uh, let's get right into it. Uh, a new study published this month by the National Bureau of Economic Research used data on protests from more than 300 of the largest U.S. cities. That's a lot of large cities and found no evidence that coronavirus cases grew in the weeks following the beginning of the protests i mean they grew but i guess what we're what they're saying is they didn't grow more because of the protests is what they're saying because we know that coronavirus infections are rising in the states uh, in fact research wow. just determined that social distancing behaviors actually went up after the protests as people tried to avoid the protests altogether uh, 
But obviously, these demonstrations caused a decrease in social distancing among actual protesters. Uh, so they do note that what we could be seeing is it's possible, and I guess we're going to have to get some more data later, it's possible that more protesters got infected because they weren't socially distant and maybe weren't wearing masks, but then also, but that was counteracted or more than counteracted by all the other people who went, I'm not going downtown, uh, I'm going to stay home and self-isolate. Uh, that that interpretation doesn't really work for me because when you look at those Black Lives Matter protests, we're talking about thousands and thousands of people stuffed into relatively small locations. And then when the police showed up and started kettling them, they got like literally pushed together in a lot of places where they like were just almost face to face. Uh, and, and so I, I cannot see how social distancing overall went down. It's possible, but it really doesn't seem likely. Like, it really feels like those protests, before that happened, everybody was socially distant and then got together. And, and that, that social distancing uh, was not there at all. I, I don't think that the people who didn't go to the protests are going to offset that. Um, well, and we've certainly seen a lot of instances where crowded situations in particular have led to uh, super spreading events. There's less yeah. spreading outside, but crowding, if it's tight enough and it's enough people, can overcome that. Mm -hmm. uh, indoor crowding is the worst. Um, yeah. But outdoor crowding, we've certainly seen instances of outbreaks that have been triggered uh, or, or linked to specific outdoor events, such as that uh, when Lake of the Ozarks opened on Memorial Day weekend, uh, there was an outbreak traced back to that event. So that's right. an outdoor crowding event. Um, but the big difference is, yeah, and I think in every photo that I saw of and every video I saw of Black Lives Matter protests, anti-police protests, mm -hmm. anti-black racism protests, um, high, high, high percentage of mask use. Yeah, yeah. Which, which I guess isn't surprising when people are out protesting yeah. for the rights of other people and in support of other people, they're probably people who care about other people and are maybe more likely to, to wear masks. Mm -hmm. And lo, they did. And as far as we can tell, there doesn't seem to have been any super spreading events linked with yeah. Black Lives Matter protests. Despite the you know what we talked about a few weeks ago and we're pretty worried about the the use of cs gas the use of kettling and then the use of uh prolonged unhygienic detention right so there i i wouldn't doubt it at all if there are individual examples of infection that happened in there but it seems like it didn't trigger super spreading events which mm -hmm. was one thing that i think a lot of epidemiologists certain, mm -hmm. certainly i was really worried and wondering about and it looks like it didn't happen and yeah. so you could you could call that kind of a, a proof of a proof of concept, proof of principle test of the Fisman paper, which is like, hey, hey, gang, if we put on masks and they block transmission and block a little bit of uh, reception of this disease, mm -hmm. our zero goes to below one and uh, we can snuff this thing out. Yeah, I, I can only imagine what that would have been like had people not been wearing masks. Like, just just try to imagine people not wearing masks at all. Like, 0% mask use. Say it had right. been a MAGA protest for some reason. Uh, and for, and somehow they had thousands of them instead of, like, just, you know, the, the few fringe, uh, apparently, that it seems yeah. to be these days. 
just I think rampant infection is what we would be seeing there. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's good. I'm I'm so happy because I I that was a thing that we talked about it and like because you don't know right we we were hoping the masks would help we were hoping that people yep. would be okay but we had yep. all these worries we like you you mentioned the the kettling and the and the cs gas and stuff like that so it was basically weeks of just being like please tell me these people who care about other people are okay and now it seems like they are and it's just I, I think this is still preliminary in information. Like we may get some more soon and we might find some more info that maybe in some yeah. places it was bad. Uh, but it's real. And they it, say, wear a mask. It seems like we can breathe out now about the protest. Ah, just keep wearing those yeah. masks. Yeah. 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 I, another thing about the masks that is really weirding me out is the, the, the like the resistance people have to it. Uh, is like I've seen some people say you look dumb wearing a mask and I'm like you fucking do not look dumb wearing a mask you look cool like if you get the right this mask I am so happy that I got this this Mandalorian mask I went searching for it I got it on Threadless it's I look like a fucking superhero like this is I'd be out there doing it like if I actually knew how to fight I don't I'm not I'm pretending to be tough here just you know this is what a, a member of you know the teen titans would look like or just some vigilante out fighting super bad guys uh it's and there's all sorts of different styles of masks i'm and i don't know even if you wear one of those kind of weird little paper medical masks you look like somebody who's a medical professional and that's also cool yeah 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 uh, who 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 hasn't had a, a masked vigilante fantasy at this point? <laughs> right, absolutely. Or there, there's this. Uh, um, oh shoot, um, I can't think of the name of the show, but uh, oh, King of the Hill. There's this great episode of King of the Hill where he's in Japan with his dad, and his dad runs into some kind of medical problem, and he starts stopping people in the street on who are wearing masks. Doctor, doctor, can you help? <laughs> <laughs> no, it's just uh, just sick people. I don't remember that one. That's great. I'm pretty sure I've yeah. seen all of those. Oh, that's fantastic. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, mask vigilantes wear masks. Doctors wear masks. Nurses wear masks. Uh, even in the uh, what is it? The I think it's the the Marvel Comics Universe show. They refer to uh, the vigilante heroes as masks. Yeah, masks. I play a role playing game called Masks. Uh, we actually stream it every Thursday, uh, eight thirty p.m. on this exact same Twitch channel. Uh, masks are cool. I. It's funny. Like I, I, I feel good wearing that mask. Like I, I still don't go out that often. I'm a homebody. I like playing video games. I sit in this chair. I, I don't have anybody to go see that much. Uh, but when I walk to the to go get groceries or something like that, or sometimes take my walk through the park, and I wear that mask, like it, it feels kind of cool. Like not just knowing that I'm, you know, doing the right thing and being healthy, but like. It has a little bit of that outlaw renegade feel to it. Like, I get a little bit of a Mandalorian walk to me when I'm wearing that mask, right? And also, I'm just, I'm just absolutely waiting for somebody else wearing a mask to look at me and say, "This is the way." Like, that's please come to Burnaby during one of the few times I'm walking outside. 
<laughs> Warrior Mask can walk past and say that. I just need that to happen. On my way to the Crystal Mall uh, to pick up some uh, pirated Nintendo 64 cartridges. It's not what I do. But... Some carrots. <laughs> some carrots. And a bit of cheese. And, and, or, or maybe head out to get some pho from 24 Pho nearby. Uh, who who uh, have like glass barriers up and you go in and order and like I go, I'll wait outside. And they're like, excellent. And they actually come outside and bring me my order and I take it home and eat it. Uh, yeah, we're, we're still doing it. We're still working. We're still getting stuff done. You can still eat restaurant food. Thankfully, the weather's nice now. So you could order restaurant food and then just go sit in a park and eat yes. that there. You don't have to sit in a closed in uh, restaurant with recycled we- air. Uh, speaking of shopping, we had to go out and do a couple of trips today. Mm-hmm. And uh, one of the, the the most adorable thing I saw was when we were in the grocery store and they've got the two meter dots on the ground. Yes. Marilee and I are standing on a dot and two dots behind us. There's this mother who's standing kind of in the aisle off the dot and coaching her kid. No, no. Okay. Move up to the next one. Nope. Stay on the dot. So teaching her child nice. how to socially distance. Um, and it, it, just in contrast, I saw uh, a video of somebody out of the States um, who was told that she had to leave the grocery store because she w- refused to wear a mask. Because in some places in the U.S., masks have been mandated. They haven't been uh-huh. mandated here in B.C. yet. Um, they're, 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 they're recommended. Please, folks, please. I'm, I'm looking right into the camera. I'm looking right in your eyes. Please start wearing a mask. Um... And when she was told she had to leave the store, she, one item at a time, angrily threw every item in the cart onto the floor, just in every direction, screaming about her liberty, and it was just an absolute tantrum. And then the the amazing comparison to this four- or five-year-old kid who is kind of learning how to stand on the dots and play well with others. That's really kind of all this is about. It's sort of like think of this as untag, right? No, nobody wants anybody to be it, mm. and so we're playing untag. <laughs> yes, right? yeah. That's all this is. Uh, wash your hands, stay distant, and um, get that get that filth barrier up. Uh, yeah, and as, as Ischemia says, screaming that she had a breathing issue. Uh, oh yeah, she was. That's right. Masks. Right. Yeah. The, these. I mean, it's not like these are these are not like. Uh, they're not gas masks with big valves that you have to activate by breathing in hard to open the valve and then breathe out. This is just a piece of fabric that I can, like, there's no extra effort. Well, it's a spit catcher. One percent extra effort is all it is. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But your 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 diaphragm can take it. It can take the one percent. And if you have fragile lungs, you're the person who doesn't want to get COVID nineteen. It yeah, if you have fragile lungs. lungs, get out of the grocery store. Get out. Yeah. Go yeah. home. Stay I, home. Go I, get curbside pickup. I don't believe her. She's a liar. She's lying. Well, I don't I, believe I also, her. I don't believe her either. Um, but as to what's motivating her, her um, what shall we call it? Uh, Right-wing media, Fox News. Mis- yeah, yeah. As What's motivating her, her, mis- her misstatements? Um, I, I couldn't say, but I have my suspicions as you do. I, I recently retweeted a thread uh, entitled uh, The Many Times That Fox News Has Declared the Pandemic Over. 
Oh, uh, man, I saw that. That was beautiful. And it, it, like, it's hilarious to us as people distant from Fox News who don't consume that trash. But they're a big news source in the United States and Canada. There's a bunch of Canadians who watch Fox News. It is beamed up here. You can get it. Interestingly increasing number, yeah. And uh, we've had some people who, even in our skeptical community, I'm not going to name the guy, but uh, I think... He, he organized an atheist convention a while ago that we all kind of stopped going to. I don't know if you remember that guy. And he had a rant about how people wearing masks were dumb and looked dumb. And I'm like, can you please stop calling yourself a scientific skeptic if you're not going to listen to what the science says about this? It's not you anymore. You're just an angry atheist and a really bad one, apparently. Like... This is why I've distanced myself from my atheism identity. Like, I still, I haven't changed. I don't believe. But, like, yeah, yeah. If, if atheism that, that is. All, the... yeah. That all fizzled out really hard. Yeah. Seven or eight years ago. And yep. went with a bang. Good riddance. Well, Sam Harris is still making a good buck off of it. I understand. They've, yeah, well, they've, they've grabbed their little true believers and pulled them in. And now they've got the ones that aren't going to leave them in their little crowds that can afford to keep them well paid and buy their crappy books and like their tweets and all that other shit. Uh, and, and give them money on Patreon. Ugh. Well, actually, they've left Patreon, haven't they? Uh, a lot of them. Some have. Some have. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't know. It it's all just continues to fracture and fracture and give non-belief a bad name. It really has. Yeah. Uh, Do I have to start going back to church again? I mean, I will. I will. I swear. <laughs> I when, when uh, yeah, I I want to be one of those atheists who helps out local Muslims when they are under attack. Like, because while I disagree with them, people should. Here's the thing. I'm an atheist who thinks people should be allowed to be wrong as long as it doesn't hurt anybody else. Like if masks didn't matter, like if masks were just a fad and you didn't want it, like they weren't there to like save lives and you're like, ah, I don't want to wear a mask. Fine. Change your mind. Even if I thought they were cool. You And if you want to, you know, live your life as a religious person, but generally a good person. Awesome. I'm happy with that. Uh, but yeah, there's, and there's so many atheists who are not good people. So it's not the way that you get to decide good or bad. It's not. To go a little a little tangential. Speaking of which, Sorry. after the Quebec after the Quebec mosque shooting, uh, I went to a mosque in Vancouver and made a big donation. Islamophobes, a really big donation. <laughs> Suck on it. Good. Yeah. Yeah, that was when I was thinking: Should I contact the local mosque and tell them? Hey, if you want people to stand outside while you're worshiping, I'll be there. I didn't. So, you know, thoughts don't count. Thoughts and prayers. It's all I did. So it sucks. Uh, it, let's... Was big, it was a big vigil at, the Van at one of the Vancouver mosques. And yeah. It's really yeah. good to be there. Yeah. Uh, all right. Let's move on to our next story. Uh, this is actually uh, from 60 Minutes, which is live. Oh, yes. yeah. Yeah. We're getting the good stuff now. This is the good stuff. Oh, my Lord. Uh, so this you is... Act Go ahead. Sorry, you go ahead. Yeah, yeah, you, you, you do the intro. So this is a, a 60 Minutes show. It's uh, it's starting today. You can actually watch the stream. I closed it down. Oh, wait, here's the... Let me copy the link to the actual article. So this is... Uh, if you've got CBS All Access, but I'm pretty sure their website has it so you can watch the 13-minute... Uh, I've posted the article already. 
so back in March, the Food and Drug Administration, this is the FDA in the United States, we're in Canada, of course, took the unprecedented step of allowing COVID antibody tests to flood the market without review. The tests were billed as a critical tool to assess where the virus had spread and who might have immunity, of course. We've talked about the antibody tests before. Uh, over the course of a three-month investigation, 60 Minutes has learned that federal officials knew many of the antibody tests were seriously flawed, but continued to allow them to be sold anyway. Uh, Dr. Hector Gonzalez was the director of health in Laredo, Texas for nearly two decades. The city wanted to start testing frontline responders as soon as possible. But first, uh, weeks away from his retirement, Dr. Gonzalez decided to test the accuracy of the antibody tests. Uh, so an antibody test is supposed to be 95% accurate, uh, especially serologies, 95% or better. Uh, Dr. Gonzalez found the test results varied wildly. They didn't work well if the person had been recently exposed to the virus. I think that's probably true of most uh, antibody tests because your body hasn't really created the antibodies yet, right? Because you're that's relatively right. new infection, so your body hasn't responded yeah. yet. Uh, but the sa small sample he tested was only 20% accurate. And all but one test delivered so-called false positives, meaning yeah. they mistakenly signaled antibodies in people who did not have them. Uh, Democratic Congressman Raja Krishnamurthy of Illinois is investigating who directed the FDA's hands-on approach. Uh, he says, the FDA was not policing this market. They adopted what's called a self-validation and voluntary compliance system. When asked what self-validation meant, uh, Representative uh, Krishnamurthy said, well, basically they were asking companies to validate that their tests worked. And guess what? Every company said they did. They have since pulled They've since banned, not just pulled, banned 50 of those tests. Uh, Five zero. And uh, I do have an image here. Uh, where did I put that one? This was the one that was tested by Gonzalez. Yeah. One. Oh, and, oh, I got it. Uh, we did a little digging of our own. Um, yeah. And this test is no longer listed as for sale by the, uh, by the supplier. Yeah, hold on one sec. I had to swap out this image because, like I said, this is not super convenient. Live TV will make a fool out of anyone. It'll break your heart. Go. Let me let me uh, shrink this down so it fits. I'm sorry. I'm filling the air with all this stuff here. Go to slide. Go to slide. <laughs> there we go. Uh, I noticed this in the in the video. We watched the video just before uh, we started the show. Uh, the boxes say on them colloidal gold, which if you're a scientific skeptic and pay attention to woo-woo bullshit science stuff, colloidal silver. See, uh, on is, it. There we go. <laughs> yes. Uh, now, it did look up colloidal gold. It, it actually is a nanomaterial. Uh, it does have some scientific use, uh, but seeing that in brackets like that on a box would 100% set off my wait what is this what? Yeah, like alarm yeah. like now exactly. I really yeah. need to find out if this is true colloidal gold uh, and this is deep blue uh, this is one of the tests that's been pulled off the market uh, Laredo Texas bought 20,000 tests at a total cost of about $500,000 half a million dollars those tests had to be thrown out yeah, yeah, they didn't get to use any of them. They got actually, what, I think, seized by the federal government, according to the CBS piece? 
Uh, yeah, they got seized. That's right. So you're right. They were they were seized. The the FDA finally went. Oh, these are bad, and started like I think they said fifty days too late. They started going uh, after all these false tests. So there was wow. fifty days of all these bad uh, antibody tests out there. Um, so Rob, yeah. t- do you want to talk about yeah. what a twenty percent accuracy means? Because that's sure, lower sure. than that's lower than fifty. <laughs> like you're really you're testing for. Do you have the antibodies? <laughs> right. And so the basic question, the basic question of medical testing is you want to find you want your test to be positive when somebody has the disease and you want your test to be negative when somebody doesn't have the disease. Right. So that's going to lead to four possible outcomes. You can have true positive. So the test is positive when someone has the disease. You can have false positives. That's the test that's positive when someone doesn't have the disease. You can have true negatives, which is no disease, test says no, and false negatives. You have the disease, but the test says you don't have the disease. And at a minimum, so the accuracy of the test is going to be the, the, you take all your true positives and all your true negatives and you divide it by the total number of people tested. And... If I pull a quarter out of my pocket and I start flipping it and and you you walk up to me and you say, uh, do I have cancer? Well, let me check with my medical testing quarter and I pull it out of my pocket and I flip it. Uh, There's a 50% chance it's going to say, you know, heads, yes, tails, no. Right. So either do you don't have cancer. What makes a medical test good is if it's better than a coin flip, because otherwise we might as well just flip a coin. Yeah, yeah. So these tests that are 20% accurate are actually worse than a coin. So these tests are gonna end up grossly misdiagnosing this disease. They're gonna miss more people who have it than a coin flip would miss. And they're gonna diagnose more people who don't have it than a coin flip would. Yeah. So you you come out of that test with less information than you went in, which is really really impressive for a medical test. Yeah. For something to be worse than a quarter that I pull out of my pocket is just fantastically bad, which makes me makes me wonder, what is that colloidal gold? <laughs> How is it so incredibly bad? It's almost like if this test told you that you should pick 7, 19, and 12 as your lucky lottery numbers, you should leave those three numbers definitely off your lottery ticket. It's, it's almost like an anti-predictor. Yeah. Um, that you should, you so, should basically take the test. If you take the test and then ignore the, and take the opposite result, does that make it 80% accurate? No, that's because of the way you described it. It's not true, but still, like... Who knows? Who knows? Because there's one of four possibilities. Right? Yes. You don't oh, know if, God. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so you don't know if it comes back positive. Okay, am I a true positive or a false positive? Um, and if it comes back negative, well, am I, you know, a true negative or a false negative? Uh, and what's probably happening is there's an overwhelmingly high number of false positives because that's usually what inaccurate tests tend to do. They tend right. to just overdiagnose all over the place. And, and in this case, that's super dangerous because people who test positive for COVID-19 with for antibodies, they think... I've had that- it. I've had it. I'm safe. I've had it. I could just go back to work. I can go wander around the community. I don't need a mask. Um, I, yeah, I don't need anything. I right? can I can have I can go make out with whoever I want. 
can now have... I can go to that pool party in the Ozarks. That's right. Yes. Yeah, uh, yeah, and yeah, because yeah. it's a false positive, that is absolutely not true. Uh, right. Yeah. More and more, I, I think I'm going to be masked up and not touching another human until vaccine comes out. Like I just, well, actually, well, BC is doing well. We might get our numbers down to zero. And and basically, if we get our numbers down to zero, then as long as our borders <laughs> stay strong uh, and we, you know, do also the, the proper testing for people coming into our little closed in province, uh, yep. then it'll be relatively safe. So, you know, yep. f- fingers crossed we can get to zero, but if we can get the federal government to get on top of that Alaska exception rule. Uh, oh no, I'm not coming for a holiday in Canada. I'm going home to Alaska. So for anybody who hasn't heard this story because you're not in BC, uh, Americans are not allowed to enter Canada right now unless they are heading to Alaska, like driving through. Uh, <clears throat> and there's rules for that. They're only allowed to stop at certain places. They can't like and to basically go to the bathroom and then they have to get back in their car and keep going. Uh, and there, there's been, I know, at least one family that crossed the border and ended up vacationing in Banff, Alberta. So they just lied at the border saying they were going to Alaska and then they hung out in Canada. Uh, Were they COVID positive? I don't think they were, but they had no idea. But they did end up getting confined to their campsite by the RCMP for 14 days. And there have been a number of other enforcement actions as well and fines. Fines have been issued, but fine, I don't think it's going to be that big of a disincentive if you're from the u.s you just go back to america and escape the fine but getting confined to your hotel room or your campground for 14 days with daily police checks that's a that's a stronger disincentive it's like come to canada go to jail if you lie to us you're going to jail for two weeks and that jail might be your lousy smelly tent out in the middle of nowhere yeah yeah uh good good Let's good. Let's uh, let's take all those cages that America's been putting kids in, and put all the people coming to Canada who shouldn't be in those cages for fourteen days, which is way less long than those kids in cages in America have been in. So suck it up. Vital transmissions. Cage the Alaska liars. Cage them. Take that, America. Days. Oh my God. Yeah. Uh. Yeah, that's brutal news. Uh, the the these false antibody tests test, and, uh, worse worse than a coin flip. Yeah, yeah you should refuse until until there is a, an antibody test that's been approved by multiple agencies. Because I don't know, I don't know if we want to just go with what the FDA says next time around. I think we might want to. Well, you know, what does Health Canada say? What's the World Health Organization say? That's... All right, they all agree it's a good test. Okay. We'll give this one a shot. This is the great accomplishment that the Trump administration and and conservative Americans have done, which is to make it so that even people who should be trusting the federal government in times of crisis now no longer do. Like, do you trust the FDA anymore? I'm not sure I do. Like I like the because they're political appointees, the Trump administration seems to have poisoned just about everything at that level that the people involved are more uh, they're more worried about appearance than actual truth and effect and safety. Right. And we've had Trump himself saying it's all the tests. The reason that we have all these high numbers is because we're testing so much. So Trump literally admitted he told them to stop testing so much. Yeah, yeah. Because it looks bad. 
Because that's yeah. all he cares about. He doesn't care about you, America. He doesn't care about you. He just cares how he looks. I can't believe people support that guy. I can't. Well, they sure do. They sure do. And 6,000 of them rolled on up to Tulsa for a no-mask party. <laughs> yeah. Should have been millions, though. That was delicious. Again, TikTok teens just showing the way. Right? That Was that, that was the one? Yeah. Yeah. Go teens. TikTok, Go K-pop. The TikTok teens and the K-pop fans filled up the uh, the I want a ticket uh, thing so that Trump and all his people thought, oh, we're going to have almost uh, two million people there. We better have an overflow out in the parking lot. They set up a big overflow stage so that they could show all the people in the overflow what was going on. And then when it happened, they're like, yeah, we're, we're taking down the overflow stage because... Um, we only got six thousand people. Not well. The best part, yeah. The best, the best part. You know, it's fun. It's a fun night. We're going on lots of tangents. But yes. The best part was when a Trump uh, campaign surrogate was on Fox News the next day, getting interviewed by Chris Wallace, and he said, "So, <laughs> you know, where were all the people?" And she said, "Oh, well, you know, there were major like Antifa protesters preventing families from getting inside." And and he turned around and said, yeah, "That's just not true. We saw all the footage." <laughs> Fox News said that? Yes, yes. Wow. They do uh, They do occasionally, like, that's the thing. You can't lie 100% of the time, so they do occasionally get it right. Like, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh, so, um, and, you know, and at one point, she's kind of going on, you know, digging in, digging in, and he's, and he's saying, don't, please don't filibuster me. We all saw the footage. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, well, uh, I, I can only imagine that as the numbers rise, more and more people who work at Fox News are going to have family members affected. And even though they don't seem to give a shit about generally other people, there are some people in their lives that they care about. And as the numbers rise, those people are going to get affected by COVID-19, possibly die, possibly have lifelong consequences. Uh, and they're, that's probably going to wake them up to the truth that's happening the the frightening question is with over i think we're at two and a half million infections in america right now uh wasn't that the number that we just saw um 1.2 or is it 1.2 uh easy enough to find out i'm just googling it right now yeah uh no confirmed 2.59 million and 128,000 deaths Oh, okay, yeah. So there's still your case fatality rate of 5%. Yeah. Wow. And if that's even, uh, if those deaths are even somewhat underreported, and so, there's lots of reasons to think they might be. And the population... Case fatality rate's at least 5%. So uh, almost 1% of Americans have been infected now. Yeah, 328 million Americans. So when we hit uh, 3.28, then we will be able to say 1% of America has contracted COVID. And there's no way they're not going to hit that number now. Like as we've the the graph is going vertical, yeah. uh, if yeah. it, especially when you especially when you pull out New York. So New York is the place they they had it really bad for a while, and the graph in New York is now going steadily down. They've taken very uh, had a very strict response to it, and and they seem to be doing really well with it. Uh, and then when you see graphs of America minus New York, it is skyrocketing. Uh, yes, yes, and when you zoom in on the states that are the real hot sources so like texas and arizona 
those are almost like rockets. Yeah. Yeah. Florida had more new cases today than all of Europe. Uh, Merrily brings up a, a actually a true thing that crushes my hopes that uh, some of those COVID deniers and anti-maskers are getting COVID and then shrugging it off. Uh, you retweeted a guy who oh, uh, yeah. who he had organized an anti-mask oh. campaign and uh, then caught COVID. Yes. Thought he was having a heart attack. A stroke. Thought he was, thought he was, a thought he was having a stroke. Rushed himself to the hospital, found out it was COVID, and then went, "Oh, it's more like the flu." Yeah. Even though he thought he was having a stroke. So this guy is now denying the severity of his own yeah, illness. His own to illness. Stick, to stick to the script. Yeah. Yeah. Instead I, of going, oh my God, I'm really sick. Yeah. I, I'm hoping that that's not an absolute thing, that that again is... So again, human humanity's, you know, it's it's not a binary. It's not will deny, won't deny all the time. It's There's probably some kind of weird bell curve that we could use to describe people's response to this. And I'm hoping that people like him, and he's specifically a guy who literally organized a group to protest anti-COVID stuff. Uh, I, I th I'm hoping people like him are at that thin tail of that bell curve of the people who will absolutely deny all the way to their deathbed and that the majority of people, I know that we had uh, early on in this, the, the, one of the kids who went to uh, spring break came back with yeah. COVID and said, I was a fool. I was so wrong. Please take care of yourself. Uh, don't do what I did. So, I mean, it can happen. Uh, I just hope that the numbers are high enough of the people who finally get to it. Like, but, but it's just, again, it's that dog sitting in the room on fire saying, this is, this is fine. This is fine. Just, just dead people all over. This is fine. Or having the disease that, uh, this is fine. I'm fine. I'm fine. I, <laughs> like literally he, the dog, the dog is on fire <laughs> and he's saying, right. I'm fine. I'm fine. I'm fine. Ugh. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, wow. Okay. Uh, anything else to say? I know we we tangented a bit there, but do you want to say anything else about the bad tests before we move on? <laughs> I think we kind of covered it. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely fascinating. Absolutely. Like the idea of a test being worse than a coin flip. It's just not even it's... something I had thought about before running into into this problem. But that's what happens when you throw the gates open to yeah. just completely unregulated commerce. Right. Um, there's a reason the FDA exists. Yeah. FDA. Yeah. There's a reason you exist. Yes. Yeah, that's that's the thing that I keep trying. All these people who are like small governments and stuff. And I'm like, sure, we should. Government should be as, about as small as it needs to be to get stuff done. But it still needs to get stuff done. There's a reason we demanded these institutions be created. Right. And it's usually in times like this where we go, things, things are terrible. We should all get together and work on it. Let's pay some taxes. And then, you know. Put, well, put in roads is the very obvious thing. I hate not being able to get from my place to Rob's place. We should have paved roads to do that. Yeah, let's all pay taxes and do it. Oh, government's terrible. It's the same thing with disease prevention. That you, Hey, let's get some smart people in charge of keeping us all healthy and pay into yeah. that. And yeah. yeah, it's brutal. Uh, There's let, a reason we don't have private fire departments. <laughs> well, actually, some places do, and it's terrible, and they'll watch your house burn down after they make sure you're all safe. We yeah, we talked about this on Caustic Soda actually in the firefighting. Uh, the I think it was the the first kind of government uh, firefighting was in Rome. 
because the previous firefighting was was it uh, was it Crassus is the guy's name? I'm I'm doing this from memory now, but there was a fire department in Rome. Uh, it was basically a co- the equivalent of a company owned by a guy. And when your place when you're when you're like not just house but like actual estate caught fire, he and all his firefighters would show up, and he would offer you a discounted price on your property, severely discounted. And go, this is terrible. Your place is on fire. I'll give you 10% of what it's worth. And if you said no, they would stand by and watch it burn. And if you said yes, he would buy it, send his people in who would put out the fire, and then bam, he has something worth way more than what he spent. This man became the richest man in Rome. That's sort of a dick move either way, huh? It's 100%, 100% evil. Uh and and so like that is a that is to me the great example of why you don't have private private firefighters, like it just it, we we have the evidence from history of how bad that gets. Like imagine your house being on fire and you call the fire department and they go, I'll give you fifteen grand for it. What? But it's worth half a million. Not now. It's on fire. <laughs> what? Uh, okay. Uh, yeah. Let's let's move on. So uh, Rob and I have been talking about how we've been getting kind of burned out by COVID. Uh, a lot of the stuff we talk about is depressing. So our idea for the show is we're going to try to put some mix some good news in here. We're not going to become some good news uh, and sell it like that, but we want to mention some good stuff. Sell out to try. Yeah, we're not going to sell it like fucking John. But don't stop sending your offers. <laughs> yeah, yeah. If you want to support us, that's great. Uh, so we want to mention some good news. That's why uh, I made sure to mention the Black Lives Matter protest, which was related to COVID. Uh, we've got some really good news coming out of the United States right now, which is kind of unexpected, actually. I wasn't sure that this was going to happen. Uh, federal civil rights law protects gay, lesbian, and transgender workers. The Supreme Court ruled on Monday. Uh, this landmark ruling will extend protection to millions of workers nationwide and is a defeat for the Trump administration, who argued that Title VII of the Civil Rights Act that bars discrimination based on sex did not extend to claims of gender identity or sexual orientation. Uh, it was a six to three opinion, so three of them are total assholes. Uh, and uh, President, yeah, it was uh, written by Justice Neil Gorsuch. I don't know if I'm pronouncing his name right, who was actually Trump's first Supreme Court nominee. He has been labeled uh, basically uh, a turncoat by the conservatives for writing this. Uh, he wrote in yeah. <laughs> uh, he wrote in his decision, uh, he, he got to write the actual decision, an employer who fires an individual for being homosexual or transgender fires that person for traits or actions it would not have questioned in members of a different sex. Sex plays a necessary and undisguisable role in the decision, exactly what Title VII forbids. Uh, there's simply no escaping the role intent plays here, just as sex is necessarily a but-for uh, cause when an employer discriminates against homosexual or transgender employees. An employer who discriminates on these grounds inescapably intends to rely on sex in its decision-making, the opinion read. So, real good uh, real good uh, decision uh, coming out of there. Uh, so, so there is some good news in the world. Uh, I've been desperately trying to find more good news, to be honest, and it's really hard these days. Uh, there's a subreddit called Our Good News that, like, literally, if you sort by new, has maybe three or four articles that aren't just my wife had a baby 
uh, in them. And some of those, when you look into them, are kind of like, hey, that bad thing is slightly better now. I'm like, that's not that good. It's not that good. Or, or you know, the typical what we're getting, this one cop was nice this one time. I'm like, yeah, that's... That's some good news-ish. The one that got sold. Yes, yes. That is the some good news kind of good news. We're not going to cover that. Uh, so, hooray, there is decided by the Supreme Court uh, of America protection for homosexual and transgender uh, people. I would get, the, again, no, bisex, no mention of, uh, well, they say sexual orientation, so that would cover uh, bisexual people. But uh, specifically transgender and uh, homosexual, they mention the decision, but pretty clearly that uh that extends uh elseways uh and which which penguin uh story do you want to do i i think the um torn left us with an embarrassment of riches he really did so we'll have so, so the good news here is we'll have some we'll have some penguin fodder for you for the next few episodes but which one are we going to pick for tonight uh, I like the one that said the penguins are happier with uh, it's. It, this is a little bittersweet because it's actually kind of about global warming, but yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> but I do like the one that says penguins are happier with less ice. Uh, so it turns out with a, a lot less of the sheet ice, the penguins uh, of course are not very good at waddling over land. They have to extend an awful lot of energy to move uh, distances, and they have to move from their breeding grounds. Uh, all the way uh, to an opening in the ice so they can get down and feed because they feed in the water and then they have to come out. Uh, with the uh, the ice caps uh, thinning and melting away, uh, in some places they're actually able to pretty much walk only a few feet from their nest and jump into the water and go feed, uh, which is a really big deal uh, for them. Oh, that's a Facebooky link. My bad. I didn't know Facebook did that. I thought it was just going to give you the straight link when I copied it. Boo, Facebook. All right, I'll get you the I'll get you the proper link here in a second, folks. There it is. There it is. Just uh, posting posting that now. Please ignore the previous. Uh, I think I can delete it if I'm here. There. Uh, we should make a mod. There we go. Oh, Eskimiel has some information on the uh, Supreme Court ruling. Looks like it was give with the right hand, take with the left. Yeah. That ruling came not long after they took away our medical securities, made it hard to feel happy about the win, knowing how many trans people can be refused, even in car accident, the EMS can say, it goes against my values to help a trans person and get away with it. In the ACA, the Affordable Care Act, there was a provision that made it illegal for healthcare providers to refuse, but Trump took it out. So he recently had a trans woman die on the side of the road while EMS laughed at her. Yeah, uh, and again, this is why we have governments who make rulings to protect people. That that shouldn't happen. And if yeah, if there if, if there's minimal minimal government competence yes yeah. and and care i mean trump doesn't care he's not it's not an incompetent thing he literally wants to defend discrimination he thinks people should be allowed to discriminate against yeah. uh lgbtq people 
Uh, yeah, I, I mean, that's a... God, we're trying to end on a positive note. Uh, <laughs> that that seems to be a, a, a fairly common trait in conservative America these days, that uh, they're fighting for their right to discriminate uh, against people. Uh, that's not how it works. That's not how rights work. Uh, <laughs> yeah, let's go back. What else do we got on penguins? Perhaps uh, refocus. Okay, so yeah, we're going to have to fire a second bullet from the penguin gun, I think. That's the only way. That's the only way. Um, perhaps the one about penguin populations exploding? Uh, that one's actually related it's, to the same. Uh, that's related huge. to the same, which is that because they're uh, more able to reach their food, they don't have to spend as much energy. Uh, they're surviving a lot longer, which means that they're able to take care of their, their uh, eggs and their chicks a lot better. So yeah, uh, penguin uh, penguins are exploding. That's Now, this is Antarctic penguins. Uh, there are some penguins that uh, exist in non-frozen uh, over areas uh, that aren't experiencing this change. So... Uh, yeah, it is odd that penguins need le- less ice, but uh... they need less ice, but they thrive with less ice. So yeah. their 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 populations are just going out of balance. But right now, that's pretty great, right? If if any penguin populations are are low, and I don't know anything about penguin population, I am not a penguin ecologist. <laughs> you heard it here first. Yeah, uh, they're rebounding. Otherwise, yeah. they're just growing. But so far, maybe it's not a problem. But they're certainly on the rise. When when penguins need a psychiatrist, you'll be the first they call, though. I hope not. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, I have no idea what to do. Please call a vet. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> uh, let's see. What else we got? Uh, oh, well, this one's got a little tinge to it. Let's mention this one. Uh, another bit of good news. So Mississippi lawmakers have voted to remove the rebel emblem from their flag. Uh, this is a big deal. Uh, but we did find a little but in the story that uh, not many people have mentioned. Uh, I will quote it here. Although generally, so I'm going to say this is two steps forward, one step back. Uh, but the one step back is uh, a commission will do, will design a new flag that cannot include the Confederate symbol and that must have the words, in God we trust. Uh, Then voters will be asked to approve the new design in the November 3rd election. Uh, If they reject it, the commission will set a different design using the same guidelines, and that would be sent to voters later. So uh, they're they're moving forward on uh, on voting on a new flag. It's going to have to have in God we trust. as, uh, as when I mentioned this earlier, you were saying, I, I hope the Satanists get involved. Because, uh, I, because oh. I, like, surely you can't have in God we trust uh, it, on a flag of a state in a country that like, literally says government can't promote relig- specific religions. Uh, so I, I can absolutely see that that's, like, going to get struck down. Which then might make them go, oh, well, we tried to get the Confederate battle symbol off, but we can't do it now. So I guess it stays. Uh, well, it might not be struck down, right? I mean, it's on the money. Yeah. Right? <laughs> oh, that's right. It so, is on the money. In God we trust. Yeah. That, that, that blinking eye at the top of the pyramid, whatever the heck that's all about. Yeah. 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 So, uh, you know, this, this is very much like caustic soda. We try to do good news, and there's always, like, a shit lining around your silver cloud. I don't know. <laughs> I think we can leave it at that. <laughs> That's a great note to end on. 
Welcome. Welcome. This episode has been a tremendous success. (laughs) Welcome to the world. It sucks. Let's make it better. Let's make it better. Wear your masks. Uh, Please wear a mask, uh, not just for yourself, but mostly for other people. You don't know if you're infected. I've been I've been super, super careful myself, but uh, who knows? Maybe I've somehow randomly picked it up despite all of my uh, all of my best intentions, despite my masking and stuff like that. Uh, And well, I'm touching my face. I've been washing my hands. I'm I'm fine at home. Uh, So please wear a mask. What's that? I washed mine twice this week. Uh, I I actually come home and the first thing I do is wash my hands and then I just wash this with with all the soap in my hands and hang it up to dry. So that's yeah, absolutely, uh, it works great. And like we we know that soap kills the coronavirus, so you don't have yes. to do anything fancy to disinfect. Just get some soap on there. It also is good for washing your hands with and then get it all off and hang it up to dry. Uh, and that in episode one, episode one, absolutely. Kills the coronavirus. Yeah, yeah. So uh, again, please uh, spread the word about viral transmissions, not the virus. And we will see you next week uh, at seven o'clock Sunday. Uh, we should hopefully have a guest. Uh, I think we might have some ideas of what we'll do, but maybe not. We'll see. Uh, but we will see you all then. Thanks so much for watching or listening. Uh, if you're on the podcast or checking us out later, uh, please come see us live. We love to see people in the Twitch chat. Uh, 7 p.m. That's Pacific time. Uh, so 10 p.m. Eastern. And we'll see you then uh, later. Please take care, everyone. Read the word, not the virus. <laughs>